Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a, another edition of the Roast Masters Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Mostaller, and I'm not solo this week. I got Garrett Harrison with me, and maybe I'll get to save my voice a little bit because that was hard talking for about 40 minutes nonstop. But I love fantasy football so much, I would do it. Garrett Harrison will be with me today, as I said, and he's going to help you win your league as well as. I will. And today's topic is the NFC South. We're going to break down all the teams for you. We're going to talk about all the fantasy relevant players and we'll let you know if there's any good value here. And we assume so on the reigning Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where we are going to be starting. And boy, oh boy, Tom Brady, if he isn't the GOAT already for you, then I don't know what's wrong with you because right now, as much as you hate the guy, the guy is a champ and he wins it once again in Tampa. A lot of people were hesitating saying that, is it Belichick? Is it Brady? Well, we found out that it was Brady and the Buccaneers got the job done and a big victory over the Kansas city chiefs. So let's talk about Tom Brady last year. He was quarterback eight with 4,633 yards, which was third best overall, 40 touchdowns, which was third best overall. He had 12 interceptions and three rushing touchdowns. Brady now going into his 22nd season at the age of 44, just incredible. And his ADP right now is quarterback nine. So, you know, Garrett, we might not be the biggest Tom Brady fans, but I think we have to admit that he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And uh, what do you think this year? Can he repeat the season that he had last year? Dude, of, co- of course he's the GOAT. Like, we we all knew that. And whenever he went down to, uh, what's it called, the Bucks, it was game over. Um, he proved to, to the point that, like you said, Belichick was not – was not the uh the reason why he was winning it, it was him like he is that good and that's why i really think you know this team not many people i think they i don't think many people have let have left this team in the off season so this team has a chance to do a, a repeat honestly because they have all the guys coming back and with him being ranked at number eight last year and there's going to be an extra game and uh, i know he started off slow kind of slow in the season but he finished real strong. I I mean, he's a guy I would go after. He's going to get you points, man. He's going to throw the ball a lot. He's going to get touchdowns. He finds guys. I definitely, definitely is a guy you'd probably want to have on your team, especially with, with what he has at wide receivers. For sure. And we'll get to the wide receivers in a minute. But, you know, Tom Brady is still proven to be a relevant fantasy quarterback and we wouldn't think that especially going into his 22nd season that he would be able to do that but he's the goat and he's able to get it done qb9 you know i haven't really looked at my rankings yet to be honest i'm waiting until we get to the end of the previews but probably fair value for tom brady and if you take a look at the adp and the round that that's going that's pretty deep Uh, So if you're a guy to wait on a quarterback, he's definitely going to be there. If you're in a 10 man league, I mean, you could wait till everybody picks a quarterback, almost grab Tom Brady and be satisfied uh, with him, especially if you miss out on some of the top quarterbacks. So I I do think that he will continue to do well. I don't know if he's going to reach that QB nine number or not, but I think it'll be close. Uh, It depends if he can stay healthy, which he's been able to. And again, like Garrett alluded to, they bring back the same offense. And let's talk about those stellar wide receivers. And a guy that I was high on last year after the year before, kind of falling off a little bit, uh, is Mike Evans. And I said that he would do well because of being a big target. Uh, And Brady did like that. Evans last year finished uh, wide receiver 11 in fantasy with 79 receptions over a thousand yards and 13 touchdowns, which was tied for fourth best. One wide receiver that took a step back was Chris Godwin, 
He was wide receiver two the year prior, all the way to wide receiver 31 last year. 65 receptions, 840 yards, and seven touchdowns, which still isn't terrible, but definitely not up to the numbers of Mike Evans. You got to talk about a guy named A.B., Antonio Brown. He only played eight regular seasons with Tampa Bay, but in his last three regular season games had four touchdowns, 20 receptions, and around 250 yards. So he was on pace to go off if he would have played the whole season. Garrett, right now, Evans uh, is going in the fourth round as a wide receiver, 14. Godwin, wide receiver, 19 in the fifth round. And Antonio Brown, whole way in the ninth, 10th round at wide receiver, 45. So there's a lot of value out of all of these wide receivers. And normally when we're talking about uh, at least three wide receivers, there's going to be one there that's like, eh, I'm staying away from. Maybe there's one clear favorite. Or maybe on a team such as like the Jets that we had discussed, uh, where you have not clear number one. Same with, uh, it looks like Detroit, maybe when we discussed Detroit last week. But here's three guys that can really produce and be value to your fantasy team. Is there a guy that you're targeting at the ADP? Do you like where they're going? Is there one you like more at their ADP, Garrett? Break down these wide receivers for us. I really like uh, – I think out of all those three, two of them really stick out to me. And one of them, after seeing what he did last year with Tom Brady, is probably not – like I, I, would, I wouldn't shoot for him. Um, I like the way A.B. finished. You know, we're big Steelers fans. We didn't like how A.B. left and whatever. You know, a lot of drama and whatever. But he really proved himself in those last three games, like you said, you know. And he was on pace to have one hell of a season. And I think if they, with him having a full season under his belt coming back this year, that could be a a really good pick in the ninth round if you can get A.B. As long, as well as getting Mike Evans in the fourth round would be another one I think I'd go after. I really don't think I'd go after a Chris Godwin. You know, if he dropped the whole way down to 31, I think I would, I think I would sit on him for a little bit. Because Tom Brady even targeted um, Scotty Miller, I think that's his name, a lot last year. Um, and that's that's huge. Uh, that's another guy you added in that rotation, plus you have the tight end options. You know, it's, he, it's gonna, he has a lot of options to throw the ball to. But the two I would go after would be like Antonio Brown and Mike Evans. You might honestly be able to get Antonio Brown for fairly cheap in an auction league. Um, I don't know how much you can get them for. I would say I, I probably wouldn't pay any more than like nine bucks for him. Maybe. Yeah, probably not. The highest would be nine bucks for him. But you could definitely get really good value out of him, I think, um, in the coming in the coming this coming season. As as long as as well as with Mike Evans, you know, he did have a little step back, but he still had a, a thousand yard season. You know, he's going to get the, the, the receptions. He's going to get the, the looks. So those two dudes, go for him, no matter what. You're going to pay more probably for a Mike Evans than you are Antonio Brown, but it all depends who you need at the time. I'm saying go for an Antonio Brown late or, you know, and, and get, him, get him cheap. Get him real cheap because I know you can get him real cheap. Yeah, I'm with you, Garrett, on those two. Shying away from Godwin just a little bit at that ADP just because – I think that Antonio Brown's going to take away some of those receptions, some of those looks, especially at the last part of the season where Brown was getting more of those looks and Godwin. But they're all three great wide receivers. But at the ADP, I like Evans the most. He's going around guys like um, Robert Woods, who, you know, sharing some time out there with a new quarterback in L.A. I don't know how he'll do. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb are both right there. And again, we don't know who's going to be the number one there. They're both very, very talented uh, with Dak back. We don't know who this is going to go, though. Uh, Allen Robinson, just a little bit ahead of him. So Robinson, Lamb, Woods, Evans, Cooper is your 31 through 35. And honestly, I like Evans out of all of those guys. Robinson just... I don't know. I'm stuck on Robinson because he can produce, but Trubisky was getting him the ball. That was the only guy they threw to. When you bring in two new quarterbacks in Chicago, I don't know 
if they're going to try to spread the ball around more, if they'll be able to get the ball to Robinson. So I am a little bit concerned there. So the value of Mike Evans right there is uh, really good. I, there are some good talent around that area where you might look elsewhere, like Darren Waller's going right there, George Kittle. Um, but Evans is the clear number one for me on that team. And if you take a look at A.B., his numbers are, like I said, in the ninth, tenth round. There's some all right receivers around him. Jarvis Landry, Marquise Brown, Devontae Smith, who might be an interesting play there. A lot of wide receivers is in his group, too. Um, but definitely somebody that we saw a little glimpse of last year. And if he can be the same A.B. that he was in Pittsburgh, there's going to be no issue. Uh, Gronk, we can't leave out Gronk, Garrett. I mean, Last year, we weren't sure how he was going to do, but ended up finishing tight end nine, 45 receptions, 623 yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, I think the big concern for me would be the receptions. Tight end 18 in receptions last year. Uh, that really hurt him. Tight end 16 right now is current ADP, which is fair. Um, I look to him to be maybe a backup tight end, but – do you think that Gronk can finish in the top 10 as he did last year? Yeah, I think he can finish in the top 10. Um, if, if you're one of the guys that's late and getting a tight end, one of those top five, maybe six tight ends, um, he, I would keep him up as an option. I'd definitely keep him as an option. You know, like, like you said, though, when you have that kind of receiving core, why, why, why use him pushing the ball down the field to get receptions? You know, he's not, that's not, that's not the Gronk anymore kind of play style. That's not, that's not what you're going to get out of him. So he's a great red zone um, type of player. And if you're just looking to get like a touchdown, a game or something like that, or every other game, you know, he'll get you, he'll get you the points in that aspect. But like I said, if you're not, if you're not really getting a, one of those top tight ends and you're late to it, I would definitely keep an, an, an as an option just for the fact that, you know, you never know what, what he can produce and stuff, but he is getting up there in age. And like you said, too, he could be a great backup, but I think it's all, it's all got to see what preseason does. And even if he plays in the preseason and kind of just sit there and, and look at the board and kind of see what he does, or you can just let him on the waivers. You know, it's one of those things I, those are all great options. And then no matter which option you go, it is not, it's not the wrong way because it's, I mean, it's Gronk. He's going to, he's going to score points for you, but he could also have a somewhat step back of a year again, but I can see him being in the top 10 for sure. I think it'll be close. I mean, if he can produce the same amount of touchdowns and around the same amount of yards, I think he's right there receptions is what's going to be a concern of mine again tight end 18 last year in receptions I think that's why his current ADP is tight end 16 I think he uh, does do much better than the tight end 16 so I, I think the value there at that ADP is very good for for Gronk um, and again I think the big concern is the receptions and we hadn't seen a B all year He's going to want the ball more. Godwin's going to want the ball. Evans is going to want the ball. So I think that, it, you know, it's a little drop from all of the guys as far as touchdowns and receptions. Not enough for me to shy away from them, though. Um, but definitely, if not a tight end one for your team, if you don't grab one of those top five tight ends, somebody that could be a, a backup if you do grab one of those top tight ends or if you don't, somebody that could be your starter, it really just depends. But don't worry, we'll talk about it when we do our ranking show. Uh, real briefly, the running back position. Right now, Leonard Fournette listed as RB1, even though Ronald Jones finished better fantasy-wise last year. Jones was RB20 with just under 1,000 yards rushing, seven touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. Fournette had six touchdowns and 370, 367 yards. Right now, Fournette's going running back 32 over Jones, running back 40 at the current ADP. With this heavy passing offense, Gary, are these two guys that you might target as a backup later on, or are you shying away from this running back core in Tampa Bay? They are probably going to be a flex position for me if I can get one um, or a backup. 
I, I'm not shooting for one, honestly, because last year I took a chance on Fournette and it didn't really pay off for me as, as well as I thought it was going to. Um, but it's one of those situations. It got Fournette listed at number one, but Ronald Jones did way better than Fournette last year. So what, what's going to say that, you know, Fournette gets the start, but then Ronald Jones ends up, you know, taking over the number one spot then. I think it's going to be one of those like split back situations where you're going to get the, uh, uh, the best of both worlds with them. You know, um, I'm kind of shying away from them. I mean, I do, I, I would keep them on your radar just because they're great backups and they're great flex positions. If that's what you get as your, you know, as a flex position. Um, but I, me personally, I would shy away from them for your starting and maybe even your second running backs, unless you're in a really big league then go for it. If you need a running back, then either choice is probably not bad. I mean, Fournette's probably more of a goal line uh, running back. So that's probably if you're looking to get touchdowns and points like that and go for that. Um, but overall, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm staying away from these two. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm shying away from them. Uh, the only reason that I would pick them up is if they're available and, you know, maybe – a deeper round, uh, but where these guys are going, there's some other running backs that I'd rather probably take a chance on. Again, it's not like these guys can't produce, but they're not like a, a Chubb hunt where you're using both of them consistently and they both can produce. Both these guys can produce, but not as good as that. So although they did finish a little bit higher running back 20, I think their values fair where they're at. They're probably going to be in the 20s somewhere, but you know, at this point of the draft, I might be looking elsewhere, and it really just depends where where you're at. I, I wouldn't take any of these guys to be plugging into your lineup. Uh, maybe a flex play, like Garrett said, but um, you know, I'm just staying away. Uh, the defense, ninth overall, they looked better. They were ninth the previous year, so they are pretty consistent. Um, you know, Brady Evans both somebody that you want to look to draft Godwin. I, I think he's a wide receiver to flex play. Same with Brown and, and Grok could be a tight end two for sure. Tight end one, potentially in the defense. There's a lot of fantasy value here on these uh, reigning Super Bowl champs. And, you know, they bring back the same team practically and they just look to continue to do well. So our predictions last year, Garrett, we were spot on. They were 11 and five. We predicted the 11 and five. This year, Garrett, do they improve? Do they drop? Where do you see this Tampa Bay team finishing? Um, I can see them going like a, a 12 and five. I can see them improving by a game. Um, I still think that they're, they're a very young team on um, in certain aspects of the game. But with Brady still as your quarterback, you know he's going to get the job done. And as long as the defense can get – a, a few stops, like, you know, they're going to score. So I, I, I feel really comfortable going with a 12 and five record for them and it could be a repeat, but only time will tell. Yeah, it could. I'm going a little bit higher. The main reason is because uh, the saints aren't going to be the same this year. They're not going to pose a threat in the division. I think that the bucks can potentially sweep that division I can see them going and looking at their schedule as good as 14 and three, 15 and two, even, um, you know, I, I, I like the 15 and two uh, that's probably reaching, but they're the Super Bowl champs. They got the same team back. Um, so I'm comfortable saying that they win at least 14, um, but I'm going the 15 and two. I think that they are going to be number one in the conference, but I think green Bay will be a threat to them. And if this is Rodgers last year, he's going to go all out. So let's move on to the Saints team that lost, lost the legendary Drew Brees due to retirement. And, uh, you know, he's going to be missed there in New Orleans. How much will this affect the team? Well, let's talk about his backup. And that's Jameis Winston, who uh, the last time we saw him play a full season, he had 5,000 yards. 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. So guarantee he throws a touchdown. He's coming right back with the pick right now, though, there's still talk that Taysom Hill 
could be the QB one. And I know they used them in different types of plays, such as him throwing the ball when he came in, catching the ball. Uh, they use them all over the place as like a gadget guy. But he did take over one or two games at quarterback and did well. But right now, both guys, and I believe Winston is QB 28, not even being drafted. So he has got big shoes to fill, Garrett. Is there any value out of these quarterbacks? How does this fare for the rest of the offense, too? That, and we're going to talk about in a minute here Kamara and Thomas that just took off with Breeze. Is this going to affect those type of guys? And um, I think right now I am staying uh, away from these quarterbacks, but uh, at, out of all of them, I really think I really like uh, Taysom Hill the most. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe Winston can improve. You know, he has, he has uh, a lot better weapons. Um, I, I wouldn't say a lot better weapons. I, I think he, I'm hoping with under Sean Payton, he can improve a little bit because I would, he had way better uh, weapons when he was in, in the Bucks. But it's still Jameis Winston, and he will do Jameis Winston things. Um, it's it's a toss up. I like I said, I think I, if anything, I'm going after a Taysom Hill. But I I quote me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, Michael Thomas requested a trade. Um, I think I think he wants out of New Orleans now. But with um, Kamara still being there, uh, it's it's a I think it's a huge. I think him and Taysom will do better as a duo than with Winston and Kamara. Um, I really think Taysom is the guy. And if, if he does start, I probably wait a little bit, keep him on waivers, see how he does. And if he's popping off, take him. Um, but he, both those quarterbacks I, I'm, I'm sitting on. I, I don't see much value there right now in either of them. But, you know, it could change. Yeah, I'm not interested in, in drafting either of them. There's a reason why they're undrafted, uh, not being drafted in leagues and Winston's terrible season with Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, 5,000 yards, 33 touchdowns is fantastic, but 30 interceptions is just, I mean, that was a record breaker there for him. Uh, Taysom Hill, again, not bad, but, Two quarterbacks that I'm shying away from, I'm not drafting. And unless they both surprise a lot of people, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a, a quarterbacks that you're going to want to wait for on the waivers. And in an auction league, I wouldn't even pay a buck for these guys. I'd let them go to the waivers. But bring up Michael Thomas. He, There is rumors that he requested a trade. Uh, I don't think they were official rumors. I looked into it more and I didn't see any like real good sources say so. Um, but, you know, I did see some people talking about it. Uh, if so, you know, he had, he didn't play last year. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. He played in seven games, but he had zero touchdowns last year after being number one the year prior, breaking the reception record. And right now it looks like he will miss about five games this year so far, leaving him with the ADP of wide receiver 30 in the late sixth round. So he is going late. And usually Michael Thomas is one of the top wide receivers off the board. He's coming off an injury. He doesn't have any good quarterbacks. He might want to be traded. So we'll talk about another guy here before we get to you, uh, Garrett. But right now, uh, I don't even know who the number one receiver will be because Traquan Smith is injured four touchdowns last year. Right now, Deontay Harris could be the wide receiver one in New Orleans. So let's mainly focus on Michael Thomas because we're probably staying away from the other wide receivers anyways. But right now, wide receiver 30, late sixth round, missing probably at least five games. Again, does this affect you drafting him you taking a risk because i mean somebody's going to draft michael thomas and take the risk on it is it going to be you <laughs> i took a chance on him last year man as my first pick and i'm not doing it again but if he keeps dropping it might be a very interesting pickup for me 
I do, I, I do say go after him, but not high. I think he's more of your mid to late round kind of guys only because of the quarterback situation. But why, why not? See, I don't know. I'm very iffy on him now after, after last year, I have, I have, I have bad, I have, I have bad juju with him. I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like, I just don't like it. I don't, I, I, I that's all I can really say. Um, but yeah, Michael Thomas would probably be your best bet at, at wide receiver for this team. Um, overall though, I, I don't think I would take him high and I don't think I'd take many people at the wide receiver on this, on, on these guys, to be completely honest. I think if Thomas falls to you later than his ADP, um, why not take a risk on him? If you're, if you already have, I'd say three to, I'd say three decent wide receivers on your team, you know, that's going to be a wide receiver one to carry you a good backup wide receiver. And if you have a decent flex play, that's why it's hard at the sixth round because you usually have maybe at tops three running backs, three wide receivers then. And that would be in the sixth round there. Uh, you might want to then look for a tight end. You might have a tight end or a quarterback on your team. So my concern would be that at that time, it's just, I, I want, other players that I can rely on that I know that are going to be there that are going to get volume on their teams that I can count on, especially Thomas is missing some games. Uh, it's just very hard for me to draft him at his ADP. Now he could easily pop off and be the same Michael Thomas that he was two years ago. But if he's unhappy with the team and we know that Winston can, you know, throw the touchdown passes, but he also throws the interception. So I'm shying away from Thomas, and I would maybe consider it at an eighth round. Again, if I have my team pretty well set out, I got at least three guys, three decent wide receivers, and I might take them to leave on the bench. But uh, it really just depends. I, I'd, I'd shy away more in a 12-man league. and our 10-man league, I might take a, a risk because obviously uh, there'll be some better wide receivers on my team already. And uh, in a 12-man league, it's very slim picking. So uh, I definitely shy away from him in a in a 12-man league even later than probably the seventh and eighth round. And at wide receiver for the team, it's kind of just a wait and see. Nobody that I'm going to be drafting, even if there is a clear number one on the team, still I'd rather go with some number twos on a lot of teams than drafting who we don't even know is going to be their wide receiver one to start the season. Now let's talk about a guy that's been a top pick for the last so many years, Alvin Kamara. He finished running back one last year, 932 yards on the ground, 16 touchdowns, which was tied for second overall on the ground, 83 receptions. Though. That's where he is. The big PPR play number one in all categories in receptions with 83, 756 yards first in five receiving touchdowns first right now it looks like his ADP is running back four which is going like fifth overall uh is there any concern from you Garrett with Breeze not being there that his workload will go down more um I'll get to a stat on him playing without Breeze here last year in a minute but I want to get your take on it first somebody that you would still draft there um, or maybe you're letting him slip a little bit. No, I'm I'm taking him at his ADP. I like him at his ADP. Honestly, with Breeze being gone, and I would love to hear the stat with him not playing uh, with Breeze last year and for a couple of games, but I really do think uh, with Breeze gone and the iffiness at the wide receiver and everything, this is going to be the workhorse, man. He's going He's going to carry this team. He is going to be the backbone for this team. He might not carry them to many wins, but he is going to get you a lot of fantasy points, I think. As long and if he can stay healthy, because he's going to get be getting so much of a workload, I really think that this dude, you you just gotta you gotta take him. I I mean I don't know how much I pay for him. I'd probably say fifteen and up, easily easily fifteen and up. 
uh, he'll probably go for more than 15, but dude, he's, he is that the team now. I mean, 16 touchdowns on the on rushing last year and five receiving. Holy crap. I mean, dude, that's you're, you're literally getting a touchdown every game and why and 83 receptions, PPR leagues, you eat that up. You, you just, you just got to take them. I, I, at, at all costs, you just, you just got to take them because without breeze and with that, with that really iffy wide receiver core, there's, there's no, there's no reason why you, you don't take him at his ADP. Yeah, I'm still taking him at his ADP. My concern is in, in last year, in the four games without Drew Brees playing, Kamara had his two worst fantasy performances. He had 11 fantasy points to one game and five. He had three of his 16 touchdowns in those four games. Um, he also had only four games of 20 fantasy points or above all season, which one was his sixth touchdown performance in the last game. So, Garrett, noting that, does that concern you at all? Uh, are you still taking him fifth overall if he's there? I'm still taking him fifth overall. Um, I would love to know what teams he actually played and got those really bad scores um, because maybe they were like really good teams and without a really good quarterback back there throwing you the ball, it's it's one of those things where you're like, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna still take him. Because why not? Like it, I, I just don't – I don't see any reason why you wouldn't take him um, and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm still hyped up on him. I really, I really think this dude is going to pop off this year. Yeah, of course, every, every, every running back or, you know, position player in any fantasy team will have a bad off week, even sometimes too. Um, and it's just a shame that it was the same week that uh, Drew Brees wasn't there for those four games. But – I really do think he he is he is the workhorse. He is your go-to guy. You're gonna want him on your fantasy team. Take him out of the ADP and get them points. So looking at those defenses, looks like Atlanta was one, which he had ten fan or the eleven fantasy points, which is concerning because they have one of the worst defense. Uh, Denver was the other one. They're all right. He had five. Uh, then he bounced back with Atlanta with 16 fantasy points. And he had a touchdown in that game. And then I think maybe Drew Brees was back for the Philly game. So he's definitely get to get a workload. He's there is concern there, but you can argue concern for any of the top guys. Uh, he's still a guy that I would take there. I honestly, right now, Travis Kelsey's going fourth overall, and I'm not taking Kelsey at his ADP. I'm sorry. Waller can be just as good, and you can get him way later on. I'm not wasting a top five pick on Travis Kelsey. I would take him probably third or fourth overall. I, I like McCaffrey's a clear number one. We're going to talk about him in a minute. Uh, it, when we talk about second, Dalvin Cook, you could argue that Kamara is better than Cook. Um, you know, Cook injury prone, had a huge season last year. I, it's, I could even put him at three overall. I mean, Derrick Henry is going to be right behind him. PPR, you want to take Kamara over Henry. But I think he's that he ha he has to be a top five pick right now. Saquon Barkley, they have him listed at third overall. You could argue his injury from last year, how will he recover from it? He might miss a game or two. So again, there's going to be an argument. Dalvin Cook, you can make an argument why he shouldn't be number two. Saquon Barkley, you can make an argument why he shouldn't go number three. Alvin Kamara, you can make an argument, but I kind of like Alvin Kamara even at three. I would probably take him. Uh, I would probably go McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara. So uh, I don't know how others will, will feel about that. I, I feel like they would think the same way unless we have a big Saquon fan from where we're from. But anyways, what we're telling you guys, still draft Kamara at his ADP even higher. He, he's going to be worth the pick. He's going to get the workload, and 
no matter what this team's like, and we think it's going to be bad. And for a plus note for Kamara, he's not going to have Michael Thomas. There's going to be no good wide receivers, no good tight end. It's Adam Troutman, who only had one touchdown last year, replacing Jared Cook. And a quarterback that we don't know how they're going to do or who's going to be the quarterback. The only reliable guy on the team is Kamara. So he's going to get the workload and uh, he's still going to be a top five running back. But last year, defense seventh overall, pretty good. Um, They went 12 and three or I'm sorry, 12 and four last year. And that's what we predicted. 12 and four. We were good with the Saints and the Bucks right on. This year, how much of a decline, Garrett? Uh, we assume decline because of Breeze gone and Thomas being hurt. How much of a decline for this team? Man, um, it's going to be a decline, but with the defense ranked at seventh, um, I would, I would go. I I feel comfortable with like a seven and ten, eight and nine record. Um, I, the defense is going to keep them in games, but will the offense be able to keep up and keep them in the games as well? You know, score points, keep it close. Um, that's my, that's my only concern, you know? Um, but I, I feel very comfortable with an eight, nine, seven, 10 record for them. Yeah. I'm going a little bit worse, six and 11. Um, just looking at their schedule. I, I think they can win some of their division games. You know, I think they, at least get one or two on Carolina. I think they split with Atlanta and I think they lose both to uh, the saints or I'm sorry, the saints, the Buccaneers. Um, So I think seven and nine could be fair six and 11 around that range. I do think that they go downhill, but the defense keeps a minute. I I could, I could say that they're kind of like a Chicago team where the quarterback's not really figured out, you know, not a really great tight end, Um, you have a good wide receiver, but it's just kind of random other guys and the running back for the saints is better than Montgomery. So that they have that going for them. So they're kind of a mid range pack for me. Uh, and again, it kind of benefits them that they're playing two really poor teams at the bottom of the division and the Panthers and the Falcons. So let's move on to the, to the Panthers who finished third in the division last year. And, we got to talk about the guy drafted first overall the last two years. He gets injured last year with that ankle and he missed 13 games, but McCaffrey had six total touchdowns in those first three games before he got injured 20 plus fantasy points in each of those games. That's why he is on top of everybody else. That's why you have to draft them number one overall do you have any argument, Garrett, to take anybody else but McCaffrey with the first overall pick? Um, dude, that's see, like after last year, seeing um McCaffrey get hurt and stuff, now it makes me a little iffy. Uh, with if he's actually going to be injury prone because he was also got hurt the season before for a few games. Um, so I guess it all comes down to. Who do you feel more comfortable as your as a number one? And I think I feel more comfortable still. Uh, dude, it's a toss up between Kamara and McCaffrey for me. But I think with the workload that both guys have to go through, game McCaffrey again. I'll take him for one more year. I'll see how he does. And Kamara has the same season he had this year. Um, I still think I, I think I'll take Kamara instead of McCaffrey, but this year I'll take McCaffrey over Kamara. I'm clearly taking McCaffrey, and I, I know that there's an injury there that uh, is concerning, but, you know, again, Saquon Barkley going third overall, he was hurt last year with that ACL still overcoming that. Uh, we don't know how he'll do. Cook's been hurt before. Kamara, the only argument you have for him is is maybe the numbers go down because of Breeze not being there, but he's still going to be the workhorse. Um, but McCaffrey, I mean, three games, six total touchdowns. I, I mean, just add that up. If they would have played, let's see, 
that was that would be about close to 30 touchdowns he was averaging total if he would have been healthy. I mean, that's just insane. Uh, so I, I McCaffrey is the clear number one. I, I say that you're stupid if you don't take McCaffrey first overall. Then, you know, I can make some arguments for second overall. I'm still having Cook there, but you, you can make that argument that maybe Kamara should be there or Saquon or Zeke. I don't know. There could be an argument for anything, but I think everybody that plays fantasy football can agree that no matter what happened last year, McCaffrey is still going number one overall. His team gets a new addition, though, at the quarterback spot. They go with Sam Darnold after going Teddy Bridgewater the year before. Uh, Darnold now gets traded, and last year, terrible numbers for the Jets. Nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions in 12 games. He's going right now 30th overall, not even being drafted. Um, Darnold maybe getting a little bit of a better team here in Carolina than the Jets, but do you think that he can improve on those numbers to make him any sort of fantasy-relevant guy? Dude, um, Darnold's a guy I'm staying away from. Um, do I think he will have a decent season down at the Panthers? Probably. Um, but I just, dude, watching with the Jets struggle, I know they didn't really have much. Um, but it's one of those guys, um, I, I, he's going to a whole new system, and he's going to have to learn a whole new system at Carolina. Um, I still think you'd sit on him, you wait, see how he plays out. Um, but he, I, I, I would say he gets better weapons down there, um, and everything, but it's just one of those things you just gotta, I think you just need to kind of wait and, and see how it plays out, but I hope for the best for him. I hope he, I hope he gets, gets it done down there. And if he's popping off, it's on the waivers, I'd take him. But right now I'm, I'm staying far, far away from him. Yeah, no way Jose with Darnold. I don't think he improves enough at all for me to even pick him off waivers. Uh, he would really, really just have to catch people's eye. And I think at that point, everybody would be wanting to jump on him, but I really don't see that happening. Uh, and I, that's a guy that I'm not drafting. Now the wide receivers that he has, he's familiar with this one and Robbie Anderson last year, he was wide receiver 19. He was actually eighth in receptions with 95 over a thousand yards, but only three touchdowns. They also have DJ Moore, who's been an average fantasy wide receiver over the past few years. Wide receiver 25 last year, 66 receptions, almost 1,200 yards, and four touchdowns. You take a look at the ADP for them. Right now, Moore is going in the fifth round as wide receiver 18, and Robbie Anderson is going wide receiver 30, right behind Juju Smith-Schuster and Michael Thomas. So knowing that, uh, and you might agree with me, I'd probably rather have Juju over Robbie Anderson any day. Michael Thomas, you could probably make an argument for because of his injuries and wanting to be traded. Uh, but do you see any value out of these wide receivers, especially knowing the quarterback they have there in Carolina? Um. Yeah, like you said, I'd rather take a Juju, but I mean, if Moore's there, um, I, I, I think I'd take him. Honestly, I kind of do like the uh, Robbie Anderson pick only because they, Darnold and Anderson played together. Uh, they might have some kind of a little connection again going on, but uh, I just, it's just one of those things. Can they, can they can reconnect, you know? So uh, if you're going to take anybody, I think it's more of a more. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't doubt going for like a, uh, like a more or something, you know, or, or an Anderson. It's, it's, it's one of those things you got to play it, play it, play it out and see how it, how it works. But those two, I, I, I feel comfortable taking them, but it's more one of those things you just don't know how, how they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, my problem would be with, Robbie Anderson right now going around Juju Smith-Schuster and Michael Thomas is that I would rather have Juju Smith-Schuster and at that point I might take the risk on Michael Thomas 
if I'm needing a wide receiver, and this is where I'd feel differently is if I'm in a 12 man league, uh, you know, I, I might, might go with Anderson because I know that at least he's going to be starting. He's going to be there. Um, but if it's a 10 man league, this might where I take the risk of drafting Michael Thomas again, just depends on the roster. Uh, DJ Moore, you know, there's some wide receivers around him that I like a little bit more as well. Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, going right before him. I, I'd Thielen with a phenomenal year last year as far as touchdowns, if he can produce that with uh, Justin Jefferson there. That's the question with him. Julio Jones, you know, he's been a star, and, and we discussed him with Tennessee. I think he will open up the passing game more. He'll take away some of A.J. Brown's looks uh, and still be a, a fantasy-relevant target there. So I'd rather have Thielen and Jones over more. Um and at that point, I might reach a little bit further, a couple picks down the line for a guy like Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, or even Chris Godwin. I think that they will do better than DJ Moore. Um, so that's my concern with Moore. Talented wide receiver, but where he is going right now, uh, I just, the ADP of 18, I, I, I don't like that. I think he finishes somewhere in the 20s, and that would be my concern with him. Also, you know, we know that Anderson and Darnold have that connection, so that takes away from Moore a little bit as well. Tight end Dan Arnold last year, tight end 23, four touchdowns. They're listing the whole way back as tight end 34, so most likely not being drafted. You're not going to draft this guy. If you do, it's because you're in a deep league and he's a backup, but um, I doubt he will be drafted in most leagues. Defense was average. They, they were 16th. They improved from the year prior, so that does help them a little bit. Um, but right now, Christian McCaffrey, you know, he's a guy that you're going to want to go after on this team for sure. The other spots are questionable. Last year, they go 5-11. and 11. We predicted 7-9. and nine. This year, Garrett, where do you think that they go? Do they improve? Do they fall a little bit? It looks like there's, you know, a couple new additions that can change this team up. Defense is getting a little bit better. Uh, where do you like them finishing? Uh, with the defense getting a little bit better, it, I think it's huge for them right now. Only be, it's because of um, the new quarterback and everything coming into a new system. Um, I do like, I, I do like, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's a tough one because if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, then yes, this team can improve drastically. I, I can see them going, seven and 10, you know, not really drastic, I guess, of a change, but it's a huge difference than a five eleven last year. Um, so I think I feel more comfortable at a seven and 10 for them. If Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, if he doesn't stay healthy, then I think you're more, I think you're back in the same boat, if not worse. Even with McCaffrey healthy, I mean, he's only one man and there's just a lot of new, new additions of the offense, especially the quarterback spot. And Darnold wasn't proven with the Jets. Can he do better here? Potentially, but they got to earn it for me. With the schedule, you know, like I said, I think that they can take one from the Saints. I think they can take one from the Falcons. Uh, otherwise, the rest of the field looks kind of tough for the Panthers this year. So I'm actually going four and 13. I think they'll be one of the worst teams this year. And again, I think it's because this team has just kind of been average. They're five and 11 last year, adding one more game. Maybe they get a game better at like, you know, six and 10 or what would that be now this year? Uh, six and 11. Uh, but they're not going to move much. I, I, I like, I like tops what Garrett said, seven and 10 low four and 13. And We'll stick with that. Let's move on to the last team now, and that's the Atlanta Falcons, who have been really inconsistent the last few years. And let's go with the quarterback first. And a guy that's been pretty consistent in fantasy, and this is his 14th season. That's quarterback Matt Ryan, who last year finished quarterback 12 with – 4,581 yards, which was fourth best, 
26 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He was very similar in 2020 where he had the same amount of touchdowns, but three more interceptions. And he actually finished quarterback 10, two spots better right now. He's going quarterback 16. And just to give you a a note on that, Garrett, the worst he's finished since 2015 was quarterback 15. So do you like this ADP? You think he finishes higher? We've, we've seen him finish as high as like second and fourth overall, but this is going back to like 2016, 2018. So there's potential there. Um, but right now he's been pretty consistent the last two years of that quarterback 10, quarterback 12. Um, what do you think of that ADP? Somebody you're looking to draft? I wouldn't technically say I'm looking, he's someone I'm looking to draft. Um, I, I kind of like his ADP there. Um, he might he, he might go a little higher in some drafts at his ADP than usual just because they lost uh, Julio Jones. That was a huge target for him. Um, and losing him, I think, is going to really change how, you know, he approaches the game now. But um, drafting him in the league, maybe as a backup, uh, I, if he's your starter, then you really, you really got the crappy end of it. I think um, I just, I'm, I'm kind of staying him away just because of losing the number one guy. I know they still have Ridley and all that down there and um, other good weapons, but I just, I losing Julio, I think is, is a huge loss for him. Um, he's going to put up the yards. We, we all know that like he's going to pass for a lot. That's just, that's just who he is. But the touchdowns, the touchdowns compared to the amount of yards he's getting is my biggest concern. I really think he needs to improve on the touchdown aspect of it. And I think that's where you'll get more value out of him um, if, if, uh, if he can do that. But like I said, with him losing Julio Jones, it's a guy I'm kind of staying away from, but he wouldn't be a terrible backup. It'd be, I, I think, a pretty one of the better backups you can get um, if you need a quarterback um, on your bench for depth like that. He's definitely going to be a guy that's being drafted. It's just where he's at. Um, he's going to be a backup, but I think he has QB one numbers. I mean, Calvin Ridley went off last year, Kyle Pitts, they add the fourth overall pick. And we'll talk about those two in a minute. He still has weapons there. They're going to be a, a pass first offense. So I'd be pleased to have him as a backup quarterback. Um, and somebody that you can wait a little bit on. Uh, if I went into the season with him as my starter, I wouldn't be that happy. Uh, somebody in an auction league that you could probably get a good price on uh, and, and still lead your team to some victories. Cause again, they're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be caught being down in a lot of situations where they're going to be needing to throw the ball a lot. And, you know, Matt Ryan, again, hasn't finished worse than quarterback 16 and his worst finish was quarterback 15 in 2015. So, you know, I, I like him right around the top 10 mark. And if you're a 12 team league, that could be potentially be your starter, but I'm not going to be waiting that long at quarterback for Ryan to fall to me as a starter, but as a backup, yeah, I'll take him all day. Let's talk about those weapons and uh, that he has at wide receiver. First, uh, Calvin Ridley, he's going to be the number one this year with Julio Jones off the team. And he finished wide receiver five last year, even without Julio Jones there. Some stats for you, Garrett. Ridley, uh, let me let me just go over his, his uh, stats for the year first. 90 receptions, uh, 1,374 yards, which was fourth overall in nine touchdowns. Um, this is how he finished the, t- the season without Julio Jones in the games without Julio Jones he averaged 11 targets and seven receptions in those games so he was getting looked at a lot currently his ADP is wide receiver five which is how he performed last year Uh, Russell Gage I kind of got a man crush on him in my other league because he was always a a solid pickup for you uh, when you were uh, doing the daily fantasy, uh, but he finished wide receiver 37, 72 receptions, 786 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, he'll be the wide receiver two instead of the wide receiver three, so 
he's going to take away. Uh, he's going to be getting some looks there, um, even with Pitts, in my opinion. Right now, his ADPs. Ahoy in the 16th round, wide receiver 63. I think that's huge value for Russell Gage. And with my last pick, I mean, why not? This guy could easily be a close to a top 20 wide receiver uh, if he gets the same looks that he did last year. The only concern would be Kyle Pitts, who they took fourth overall, and that was the highest tight end drafted ever. But there's a reason why. He's six foot six, 245 pounds, and last year had 43 receptions, 770 yards, and 12 touchdowns in only eight games. He pretty much was the number wide receiver, I think, too, uh, if you take a look at, at that last year. So he's a huge target for Matt Ryan. Right now, his ADP is tight end six, which I think is reasonable. The preseason, I think, will tell a lot what his connection is going to be like with Matt Ryan. But, Garrett, there is weapons there, more reasons to wait, like Matt Ryan. But Ridley, wide receiver five currently, uh, Pitts going tight end six, and Russell Gage, wide receiver 63 in the 16th round. Would you be happy with one or the other? Are you going to be looking to draft any of these guys? What do you think about the weapons that Matt Ryan has? Oh yeah, for sure, man. He's gonna have weapons. I was just, I'm, I'm just saying from a standpoint of when you lose a guy you played with pretty much your whole career, just like that, it, it's, it's devastating to an offense. You know, uh, Julio Jones still has a lot. I, th- I think he still has a couple more years left in the tank of really good seasons. But overall, I, I really, I would, I would go for, I think all three of those guys. I think, I think you don't go wrong in any of those. Um, like you said, Russell Gage at 63, and if you can get him, that's huge. I think that'd be a huge pickup. You know, like, like you said, he could be a top 20, maybe a top 15 if, if Ryan favors him a little bit more. But you also have Ridley, and I think Ridley is also probably your main focus if you can get him, you know, in the early rounds and then go for Russell Gage if you didn't get a Ridley. And I didn't know they had pits at six. I did not know that. And that's very interesting because he could, he could potentially get, do that. It's just the, they need to work on chemistry and all that with each other. So I don't think you go wrong with any of these guys, especially at their ADPs. Um, I, I think the only one I'm a little iffy on just because he's new would be, would be pits. Um, I would. I, I kind of want to see what he does in the preseason first and see what kind of connection they have. But Russell Gage, like I think that's. I think that's the best pickup you can get at, for the ADP on that team. But Ridley as well is is, is a for sure go to. Yeah, for sure. And right now I'm on Instagram and it's saying a guy that you want to have with your draft, a guy that you are going to be drafting and you want to walk away with <laughs> I'm tagging Russell Gage because man, I, I mean, wide receiver, wide receiver 37 last year, currently going wide receiver 63. And you're telling me that he's improving to the wide receiver two instead of the wide receiver three on the team. And he's going to be worse than what he finished last year, maybe around the same with Pitts, but worse. I, I just, I don't see it. I, I think that that would be a smart pick with your last pick because usually you're just picking random guys that are bench players, but Gage could get those looks to maybe some weeks be a flex play for you. But again, Ridley, I'd be happy with on my team right where he's added his ADP. He's going to get the looks, like I said, even with Pitts on the team. Kyle Pitts, I don't want to say that he's tight end six quite yet. He definitely has the potential with his size and his ability but I want to see more out of the preseason before I would rank him uh, any higher or lower than the tight end six spot. Uh, again, when we do our rankings, most of the preseason will be done. So we will be able to gauge a little bit more on what Kyle Pitts is like. But uh, let's talk about the running back position real fast. Mike Davis last year finished RB12 in Carolina. Now he comes to Atlanta. His stats last year were 642 yards on the ground. And six touchdowns, he did fare well in the uh, receiving game. He was fourth overall with 59 receptions, 
and two receiving touchdowns. So eight total touchdowns taken over for Christian McCaffrey. His ADP currently is running back 27th in the late uh, eighth round, early ninth round. And he's going around guys like James Robinson, who is a supposed not starter with Travis Etienne there in Jacksonville. And Javante Williams, who is the new pickup for the Denver Broncos. So, uh, you know, they are a passing team. Maybe this does help out uh, with the ability of Mike Davis to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, what do you think about that ADP for, for Davis? Somebody that's going to be a starter that's going that late. Uh, somebody that you want on your team, maybe, Garrett? Um. Actually, I do like Mike Davis. I like him a lot. I really think uh, he's a great uh, one. Of, he's one of those guys that I think I took last year. Um, and I, I would say with, with him being so big, you know, being so big in the, the passing game, I think he'll get involved a lot. He was also a really good rusher, you know, that's going to open up a lot of play action. Um, so I think at his ADP, I think you get a lot of value out of him, um, compared to some other running backs. Um, and I would be more willing to take a Mike Davis over some of the other ones, just, just seeing what he, what he did last year. You know, I, I really, I'm really hyped on this guy for some reason. Um, so I take him, go after him. Um, you heard it here first from Garrett. I think that he will have a fantastic year. And if he doesn't, then you can come here to my house and slap the crap out of me. <laughs> I like that. Here. <laughs> uh, I, you know, at the ADP, I'd rather have him over Robinson and, and Williams, even though Robinson was a top running back last year. You know, we don't know what it's going to be like. Um, we know that Davis is going to be the number one guy there in Atlanta. And, you know, Todd Gurley there, he was okay. He didn't get, you know, wasn't the best. Devontae Freeman, you think, though, a few years back when he was on the team, he was a top fantasy running back. And a big reason was because of the reception. So Davis, with the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, fourth overall last year with a much worse quarterback in Carolina. If they can get him involved in the, in the passing game, I think he's a good PPR play. And I think he has a potential to finish way better than RB 27. So he's a sleeper of mine again, last year running back 12 and a worse Carolina team. Um, since he has the ability to catch the ball, I think that, you know, really helps him out in Atlanta. If he didn't have that ability, I'd say it hurt him more because this team's going to be playing from behind a lot. And uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be running the ball as much. So if he didn't have that ability, I wouldn't draft him there, but a sleeper for me. I think he could be around the running back 20 mark. And, and late in that draft, if I'm looking for right then my fourth overall running back, he is a starter that I could still have on my team. So I'd be happy with Mike Davis there. Uh, defense last year, 24th. They got a few spots worse from the year prior. That did hurt them last year because they finished the year Four and 12, and we thought they would do much better. Seven and nine. This year, Garrett, they have the new addition of Kyle Pitts. They do add Mike Davis, a little bit different from last year. Uh, no Julio Jones, though. So does this team get better or worse, in your opinion? What's a good record for them? Um, my big concern is their defense, but – I really do think they improve. I don't think they're the worst team in this division. Um, and I would like to take back my thing. I think seven and 10 is kind of high for Carolina now because I really do think that Atlanta could be the seven and 10 team. And uh, the five and 12 sounds more as a reasonable record for Carolina. So I'm going to go seven and 10 with Atlanta. I think they're still going to struggle but I do think they're going to pull out some uh, good wins just because their offense is still pretty real, actually really good. Um, but that defense is the only thing that concerns me. And if they can't keep, keep them in games, that's, 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 a, that's huge. Um, so still going to go seven and 10 of the Atlanta Falcons. Must've read my mind, Garrett. I uh, have seven and 10 as well. I do think that they improve a couple more games 
another season for Ridley. You had a talented tight end at, at Kyle Pitts and uh, Mike Davis, who isn't the greatest running back, but I think he fits that spot in Atlanta pretty well. And if he can play as he did in Carolina, will be a solid fantasy pick and a good help to the team. So I like the seven and 10, uh, the uh, saints getting a little bit worse, I think does help them out as well. Um, so I think they go a little bit better finish third. And th I think honestly, they have a potential to finish second in the division um, after finishing last, last year with how the saints are and how the Panthers are I actually have them finishing second. So uh, definitely, going to be, I think, three teams there that finish below uh, or finish with a losing record. The only winning team, obviously, would be Tampa Bay. But that's the NFC South for you guys. If you enjoyed listening and want to listen to our other previews, we got two more left to go. We'll have the East next week and the West the following week. But if you want to listen to the rest of our uh, predictions and team records and all of that to help you win your fantasy league, Go ahead and check us out on Anchor, Roastmasters Fantasy Football. We are also with the same name on Google Podcasts and over on Spotify. So you can listen to that on your way to work, uh, at work, while you're working out. I don't care. Our voices are beautiful, in my opinion. And uh, if it helps you win a fantasy league, why not? We're also on Instagram, rm underscore fantasy football. And over on Twitter, roast underscore m pod. So I want to thank Garrett once again for joining me so i wasn't all lonely this week like i was with the nfc north preview but that's all right i got the job done garrett why don't you sign us out and we'll talk to you guys next week for the nfc east please take mike davis i know this guy can do it <laughs>